0: Let's get to our Twitter questions and comments. There's certainly a lot of them. Uh, let's go to Oleg, who says, I'm not sure the Ben play is forgivable. It's an idiotic, selfish play, especially for a captain, and a leader of the team. Not sure there's coming back from that given the moment. Nobody cares what I think, but he lost me there. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. So, I, uh, you know, I don't think we disagree with you. I guess the question is, Sean, and I'm not trying to get in Jamie's, Jamie Ben's head, but Losing like they did in the last game, did that force any pressure going into tonight? I, I know they were a calm, cool collective team. They say all the right things, but losing in the fashion that they did, I, I wonder if that caused them to oppress uh, a little bit, which caused Jamie to do what he did.
1: Um, I don't know. That's I, 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 I get it. I I, I get where you're coming from, but I also have a hard time to get in. I have a a hard time getting to Jamie's head on that. Like I have, like it's like, it's, I have a very hard time getting to Jamie's head on that. Like, it's not, it's not, it's not fair. And part of the whole point of media availability is so he can clear up some of that stuff. Like I, I can't get into Jamie's head on that because I don't know. And I, I don't know. I don't know what he's feeling and the fact that he won't tell us allow, forces us to look at the evidence and the evidence just shows me something that looks, I mean, and like Mark Stone's not a chirper. Like I want, like I've talked yeah. to some, like that's the other thing. Like Mark Stone's not a chirper. Mark Stone is not a, it's, it's not like, it's not like Mark Stone was under his skin. There wasn't enough time. Like, this, right. this is a minute, 46 seconds into the game. Yeah. Like, like this is like, I, mean, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And um, if he just snapped, just own it. Like, like if he just snapped, I, I, I'd be okay with that. That would be admitting that I'm human. Like, like if he just wanted to admit, like, you know what guys I messed up, I messed up. I own it. I'm glad he's not hurt. That's all he needed to say. But I don't know because I, I don't know what he what, what happened. And, and, and if you're talking about an overtime loss on in, uh, on Sunday being the reason you did that, that's it's a pretty piss-poor thing. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So two things I wanted to point out about Mark Stone is uh, I had a good viewpoint. And so after the penalty, you know, w- uh, when he got up, he came over to the bench. And you, I mean, I didn't have to read his lips. I could hear him. And he said, let's go, boys. This is our time. So he was clearly firing up his teammates, telling him, I'm fine. Let's go. The other thing I wanted to point out about the captain of the Knights of the was when Nicholas Haig took that penalty and Domi got the extra penalty, Haig was skating over to the box and Stone had his fist out to fist bump him and Haig didn't see it and he went to go into the box and Stone actually grabbed him. And turned him back and gave him a fist bump and basically said, you know, I mean, whatever he said, but it was encouraging. And I just saw those two things. And I wanted to point out, you know, Mark Stone as a a captain, you know, those were two impressive things that I saw firsthand uh, tonight from him. So, uh, you know, and he's been a beast for them in the playoffs. Okay, Uh, old Otis. Uh, there's nothing you can really question. This is just a bitch slapping. And, and that's the tough thing from Stars fans tonight is, is this is going to go down as a memorable loss for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Calgary Puck question. You pronounce Haskinen with a shh. Is that the correct pronunciation? All year I've wanted to ask Sean Shapiro this question. <laughs> so I'm telling you, Calgary Puck, he started doing it. So I view Sean as a little bit smarter than me, so I started doing it. So if Sean's wrong, it's him.
1: It's Miro Heiskanen, okay. and it is uh, that is how the Finns have told me it's pronounced. Uh, back in 2019, before the pandemic shut the world down, I actually went to Finland.
0: And, yes, I remember uh, that. Great articles. And, and
1: uh, so yes, that is how it is pronounced, Miro Heiskanen.
0: Okay, so it's Miro Heiskanen, and for those in Canada, it's pronounced Sean. Not Shapiro. (laughs) Shapiro. (laughs) As Uh, as Sean pointed out on our radio station today. (laughs) Which is kind of funny because in Canada, every time I watch uh, Hockey Night in Canada, it's Tyler Sagan
1: yeah it's, so uh, it is uh yeah it is it is sean shapiro but because of mark shapiro's work in yep. toronto I, yep. get the, I get the shapiro every time i hop on a canadian radio station
0: so. Yep. unfortunately there's no other pronunciation except bad pronunciations yeah. of spittle i've lived with yes. it my whole life thanks mom and dad <laughs> all right Belfour's billions is back and says can you recall a more embarrassing showing from dallas in a big game that's an interesting question what do you think sean
1: I mean it's the the game 7-1 is the game 7 against St. Louis definitely yep. comes to mind but this is to me this is even more so of a uh uh is is even more so just because of the person involved like um I look at the game 7 against St. Louis that was a big goaltending letdown and everything like that but tonight was embarrassing because there was a character letdown and to me that's 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 more embarrassing than just having goalies falter in a big moment
0: at what the blickens blickenstein's monster asks: is there enough footage to catch and ban the fans who threw trash on the ice they at least should do a full malice at the palace investigation for who threw popcorn on hill so i'm i'm sure they will if they can look and try to find some people uh however i wanted to give kudos to the nhl um for stopping the period i thought that was a terrific move for the safety of the players at that point it would have taken a while to clear the ice it just wasn't worth it so um i thought that was a very smart decision by the nhl
1: yeah i mean i, I it's 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 a tool they were able to use and i'm happy for that and uh i uh, i actually was surprised that the officials didn't give the stars another penalty because, to yeah, be to clear to everyone, the stars actually they in that moment, the uh, the home team can get a penalty for that. So, that's I actually was surprised the stars didn't get a penalty for that. So, the stars actually got away more positive than they should have on that moment. So, so.
0: yeah, a- absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, Meyer Patel asked, Do the stars need to pull the C off Ben like they did with Madonna? You don't have a moral ready to take over the sea like they did back then. But that play by Ben was about as poor of a leadership show as I've seen by a captain in the playoffs. Embarrassing. And uh, no, I, I mean, personally, personally, I think that's an uh, that's an overreaction. And he's been the sea for a long time. And I just don't think that would be healthy for the team. I don't think taking
1: the captaincy away ever works as long as the player is still on the team. I I just don't think it works. I think um, we saw this year, Winnipeg took it away from uh, Blake Wheeler and it, I don't think it worked. We saw what happened to Winnipeg in the first round against Vegas when uh, Madonna had it taken away and it went tomorrow. It was very messy in San Jose. We've had that happen. Like, I just, I don't, I don't think it works. And I think it's, um, I I don't like I've never been a take the captaincy guy away, but I will say tonight was very uncaptain like by Jamie Ben, and um, I've I, I really like Gavin, like I really don't ever push for anyone to take a captaincy away on any team, just because I think yep. it, it creates more problems than solutions. Mm-hmm. But tonight, Jamie Ben made it very hard to support that he is the unbridled leader of this team yep and so that's uh so I I don't I don't think it's time to take the CEO away I, I don't think I don't think that's the answer but I mean it's very it's the type of thing that three days ago three days ago I'm talking about Jamie Ben being a leader that's going to put this team forward and is still the guy and he didn't go anywhere and everything like that. And tonight I'm checking cap friendly to see how many years are left on his contract. And that's the reality of
0: what tonight did. Is it three? It's next season and the following season. So, okay. Okay. Uh, Mark R. Ben must've had a bad evening at home. Uh, well, I don't think so. Seriously, though, is Otter the real answer in net? They do need more sandpaper in their lineup to finesse. So the second part of those questions, Mark, I do find interesting, and Sean and I will dive in in the off season. It was kind of cool, like, uh, when I was talking with listeners of spits and suds during the intermission, I was actually asking people, what would you like to hear in the off season? Not that I was going there yet, yeah, yeah. but I, I love getting the pulse in. I got some really good suggestions and then I was, you know, giving them my thoughts and they're like, yeah, I definitely would listen to that episode, the prospects episode, the, you know, different um, episodes. So that was uh, really cool, but you know, I, I did want to answer the back half of those questions. Yes. Otter is the real answer in net. Uh, We have a good one in Dallas. I understand bad playoffs, but to me, this is just me. He succeeded at every level, and we've seen too much good Jake Ottinger and the, I don't think the Stars are where they are. I mean, he was a workhorse this year for them, and he was a consistent workhorse. Do they need more sandpaper? I don't know if they have the cap space to bring in more sandpaper, but I actually do like that, Sean. Um, it's a little old school, but I do think they need a little sandpaper in their lineup.
1: Well, I mean, tonight you had one of the biggest issues you had tonight was some of the guys who bring it where one was – Your captain who got ejected a minute and a half into the game. You had Max Domi uh, have a misconduct for 10 minutes. You had
0: Delandria spending quality time in the sin bin.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's, I I want it the way you, I want it the way the Vegas has an Ivan Ivan Barbashev, a guy who can also put the puck in the net. I I want it to be that type of guy.
0: Man, is he wide? He is a yeah. wide body. Uh, okay. Uh, Cameron Teague, when is it time to question the leadership of Ben? Well, we've, we've um, been doing it. We've been, we've been doing, doing it. Doing it. Yep. Like
1: we've been doing it. And it's, it's, that that's the case. That's reality. That's absolutely. What so,
0: this is not your cheerleading podcast. We can promise you that we're going to be fair, but we're not going to be cheerleaders. Rupert asks when players are given a misconduct that early in the game, where do they go and what do they do for the remainder of the game? That's a great question, Rupert. Um, you know, uh, man, (laughs) I'm guessing they stay and watch it on TV and just sit there and, you know, well, take a shower.
1: They have the option, right? Like, they have a couple different places they can go. All the only rule says they have to leave the ice and leave the game, like, and they can't be on the bench. So essentially, they go back to the locker room area, they shower. Um, there's like a team area lounge i would call it is the best way to describe it where there's a television and they can watch the game and i'm sure that's where jamie van watched the game because he sure as hell did not make his way up to the press box where he could be seen near other other people so um it's that's that's where they go they go back there um it's the same some uh some scratches don't watch the game from the press box. I know it's always a common thing where people think like all scratches watch the game from the press box. Some scratches actually prefer to watch the game back inside the locker room because they'll do their workout while the game is going on and they'll watch on the TV and then they'll just kind of stay in the team lounge. And that way they don't have to put their suit on and everything like that. So.
0: At Sam C-U-K-R, uh, otherwise known as Jim Nill's fourth burner. <laughs> Wedge should start game four. Thoughts? We, we've we talked about that. We both like Ottinger in that. And Nate Mowry jumps on that bandwagon at Nate Mowry, who starts next game. And he retweets Mike Kelly. And Mike Kelly put in a tweet two hours ago Jake Ottinger, first eight playoff games, save percentage 921, goals saved above expected 0.75. Last eight playoff games, save percentage 856, goals saved above expected minus 11.23. I, you know, he needs to be better. He needs to be elite. Goalies can win you series, and he hasn't been that. But uh, I still think he's a very, very good, you know, very talented goalie yeah. with, I think, the best years to come.
1: Yeah. No, I agree.
0: All right. At uh, Nui Fan. And by the way, kudos to Sean Shapiro. I'm just going to throw this out there. It's been a long day for Sean going to practices, going to post games, flying in, you know, I mean, Sean's a man of the people, man on the road. So thank you, Sean Shapiro. All right. Thank at you, new- Gavin. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> at new Fan, still waiting for my kickbacks for that book plug uh, at new Fan, I don't have questions. Just extremely disappointed. Trash performance on and off the ice. Bad look for hashtag Texas hockey uh brew boy my friend brew boy 23 i guess my most pressing question is how much of this is a coaching failure or is it mostly player failure bad prep by coaches or players failure to execute i i think this is on the players i mean pete DeBoer can't control the players on the ice and the mistakes they made
1: i mean nothing yeah what what no pete DeBoer can't hit a like a magical pause button and run onto the ice and stop jamie ben from cross-checking a fallen right. Mark Stone. So, yeah, yeah, and, this, this, this is some players.
0: And I thought the coaches made some really nice adjustments from game one to game two. So, and I thought they wanted to carry that game two philosophy over to tonight. At Spamuel Green, that's Sam Green, at a time when it seems like we needed discipline the most, we have lacked it. Reminds me of all the penalties in the beginning of the season. Hard to watch. No discipline in the stands either. Disappointing all around watching at home. Did we ride Jake too much down the stretch? Interesting question, Sean.
1: I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it's okay. – I, I, I really don't think – I mean, I – you have to remember there's important context here. Um, would the Stars have been in the position to go into the playoffs as strong if they didn't? Would they have been in the position to beat Minnesota if they didn't? Scott Wedgwood was hurt. Matt Murray is – Played played okay, but I don't know if Matt Murray was at the spot to carry the ball at the time. Um sometimes you have to play the cards you're dealt. Like I, like in a perfect world where I can take every goalie healthy, yes, I would have wanted Jake Onge to play less games. Yeah. But I don't have that. And so I, I think I think Dallas played handled the cards they were dealt well and that's the reality of it. Um I think that 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 that's really what it comes down to for me. It's not it's not as much as, but yes, in a, I, I would love in a vacuum to be able to have less workload for Jake Ottinger, but I don't think that was possible this year.
0: All right. At Crow, wi- Crow Wi-Fi it is quite obvious that Miro can't do this himself. Vegas has done a great job assembling three great defensive units. We both agree. What can the stars do in the off season to address the defense? So that's going to be a June, <laughs> July uh, conversation. My friend, that's a teaser. <laughs> we will have a deep dive. In yes. June and July. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because that, that's a 45 minute conversation. Just that's yeah. a podcast in itself right yes, there. Yes. You know, what, what can they do? But I do think, think you know i thought harley you know i mean the whole team looked bad but i think harley looked okay um tonight and i I did want to uh continue to you know joel hanley um for a guy his size he throws every pound of his weight around and you know he really gives it all out there and i appreciate that all right clint dickison uh hey clint at clint heavy d hi gavin and sean longtime listener first time commenter you are the man (sighs) capital letters what the hell was that? <laughs> we agree, my man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I know Clint and him and his wife are wonderful people. So, uh, seen him at many stars games, and uh, we agree. What the hell was that? All right, Chris Barnard at C Barnard eighty-two. Trying to be objective here. So maybe instead of us finger pointing at two twenty-three. 20, etc. We chalk this up to being like 1998. We're close, perhaps a trade acquisition away. Maybe we see Grushnikov or Bishop come up and maybe we get somebody else like uh plus Stan Coven and Maverick Bork. Well, that once again is a future podcast. We will. I, I, pay... I, I, I
1: do have to say one thing. Real yeah. Quick. Yeah. Okay, okay. Go, go. I, I am very excited about the future of the, the Dallas stars with the defense, with Grushnikov and Bishop. I think they both have. Okay. But, Grushnikov played one game for Texas in game three or four against Milwaukee. Grushnikov only played two and a half minutes because he was overwhelmed by the Milwaukee Admirals. I want to be fair to Grushnikov. Do not try to make plans with Grushnikov. It is not fair to the kid. Let the kid progress. (laughs) Let the kid progress on time. Do not try to put Grushnikov in this lineup next year. Please don't do that. Do not make that unfair expectation on the kid. Let him develop in the AHL let what happened with Thomas Harley this year happen for Grushnikov. That's my plea.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, I absolutely uh, love it. And uh, just so you know, Bischel uh, took a tough injury. Uh, so he's going to take some time to recover. Yeah. And, so, you know, yeah. it is it is what it is. But uh, terrific prospects. Uh, I am excited about Stankoven and Maverick Bork. And that is a future conversation. I will say I was bringing it up with my buddy, tonight with jeff and i'm like you know what do they take a chance and maybe they don't re-sign Domi because they have stanko COVID- and maybe they take a chance on a kid and save that cap space for elsewhere so um you know that's 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 a, you know i'm so excited about these future podcasts i don't want the season to end but at the yeah. same time we do have a lot to talk about i love some fun Absolutely. All right. At Ashley Norma. Oh, three. Thank you so much for your support, Ashley, keeping the hope alive for game four, but excited to see the team develop over the summer and come back stronger next season. Feels like we're just at the beginning of what will be a great team. I love that frosting on the cake, Ash, because as we talked about the other night, when you watched that bubble cup run, you said to yourself, okay, is this just a run and is this sustainable? when i watch the dallas stars this year i think this is a sustainable team for years to come because of the youth and they're playing at such a high level with more kids coming
1: yeah i agree with that no it is it, i think there's a, there is a bright future for this team and it's well it's a very frustrating feeling tonight i think if you pivot that way it is there's a lot to be happy about
0: absolutely and hopefully you know you smiled after this podcast because we're all frustrated at this point but hopefully you enjoyed uh the comments and thank you so much for your feedback so tomorrow we'll have craig ludwig join us and he'll give us his thoughts as far as the jamie ben uh situation and, and more and then sean will rejoin us thursday after the game so the podcast continues so Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe to Spits and Suds. And if you can, just tell a friend, hey, during these playoffs, there's a really cool podcast. It's called Spits and Suds with Gavin Spittle, Sean Shapiro and Craig Ludwig. So that's going to do it for tonight. The book is called We Win Here, and Sean can sleep peacefully if he sells more books. So uh, the Texas Texas Stars are out of the playoffs. But if you want some cool Texas Stars, now Dallas Stars story, it's a must-read book. Sean, get some well-deserved sleep, my friend, and look forward to uh, talking to you on Thursday.
1: Sounds good, man. We'll talk Thursday.
0: <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We appreciate your support and dedication to Spits and Suds, and we will talk to you tomorrow with Craig Ludwig. Have a great day, everyone.